Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. We have missed you so much. It's been a hot minute since Nicole and I have sat down and recorded together, so I'm freaking stoked. It's been way too long, but happy Wellness Wednesday. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a month. It has. It's concerning. We've been going through the shit, so to be fair, any missing weeks we had, it was either like sickness or just like mentally unwell, so please forgive us. Yeah, it's it's more realistic to say we probably should have been the unwellness members club, but it's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> so to start us off, what was well and what was unwell about your week or two weeks, I guess, since we haven't yeah. <laughs> since we haven't been here. I can start with what was unwell, just because it's like predominantly on my mind. And that's just so I've just been really looking sideways at people and realizing if they have agendas or what their intentions are and just like really paying attention if people are manipulating me because like that's one of my biggest triggers and I'm just being very observant and I've noticed a couple people in my life that have been taken advantage of so that's been what's unwell but on the flip side of that it's what's well because I've been wanting to clear space in my life for better friendships to come in um so I think that that needed to happen but what about you? What was well and unwell? We'll start with well. Visiting you for a week, going out to Florida definitely cleared my mind and I needed just a perspective change. I don't know if you guys listened to my last episode, but it was a whole lot of me just down in the dumps. So it really helped me change my perspective and feel good again. And what was unwell is my hormones are still really not my friends. And if any of you are going through this hormone balancing journey. I've been off the pill for 11 months now and it's just like, it's a whirlwind. I'm still not totally my normal self again. So getting that under control. But other than that, it's looking up. That's so. good. I, I feel like we've both had heavy ass weeks of just sitting with ourselves and being like, what is going on and having to take inventory on our life and make a checklist of the shit we need to clean up. But we've also been mad bloated while Nicole was here. Her and I were walking around looking like pregnant besties because we were so uncomfortable. Anything we ate, we were both dying and feeling bloated. It was just a mess. So anybody out there that's got some tips for dealing with bloating and no matter what you eat, please send it our way because we're both out here struggling lately. It's the type of bloating that I told you this when you were walking, but you feel like Santa Claus, like your gut is leading the way. It's so uncomfortable. You feel so unattractive. It just, yeah, I'm just surrendering to it. Like, yeah. my hormones are not my friend right now. It's just it's fair. trying to We're, be friends, you know? I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to get along with you. I think today is going to be a fun, fun conversation because it obviously has been a hot minute since we've been here. But because we're both in the midst of the depths of our soul, I feel like we're also in the midst of figuring out what we want for ourselves and truly outlining that, which comes with a lot of manifestation. So for those who don't know, what is manifestation? So manifesting is 
based on the idea that you can think your dreams into reality. So having a clear vision and focusing on it through a variety of different manifestation methods. And whether we know it or not, we're actually manifesting either positive things into our life or negative things into our life. So when we focus on the negative, it's likely more negative will come. And when we focus on the positive things and are actively aware and grateful of what we already have, we're going to attract more positive things. So the best way to look at it is for those of you that don't know about the law of attraction, get on Google, start searching it, find some books about the law of attraction, read The Secret if you want by Rhonda Burns. But the law of attraction is a universal law that states that you are what you attract. And so whenever people say that or you hear them talking about good vibes, they're talking about the energy that they're attracting. And you should see yourself as a magnet and your thoughts are that magnetic pull. So whenever you catch yourself talking about negative things, I don't have this, I'm lacking this, coming from a scarcity mindset, just know that you're sitting there attracting more scarcity. But when you catch yourself being like, I'm open to more wealth, I'm open to love, I'm open to more friendship, and you catch yourself in like a positive receiving energy, you will attract those positive abundant things. So it's just to know to always check your energy. And we'll probably say that a lot. Check your energy, check where it's at, because what are you attracting? What are you being a magnet for is something you would constantly think about. And I feel like that's a great thing to touch on right now, especially because we've been in this weird, funky easy to be negative kind of transformation. At least mm-hmm. I have been. Oh, um, I've been complaining like a motherfucker this past week. And I'm like, ew, please yeah. stop. You're only ordering, like <laughs> you're placing an order with the universe for everything you're complaining about. Stop doing that. But I think it's important. And what is really helpful for me is writing down what you're grateful for, because automatically you're taking yourself out of that scarcity mindset and remembering, okay, wow, I do have good things going on in my life. And then you're attracting more positive Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, other than writing down what you're grateful for, do you have any techniques or I guess what works for you when you're manifesting? For me, it's really checking how I feel because the idea of what I want is great. But if I'm feeling low about it, that's the reality of what's going to come. So when I go to manifest before asking to receive, I have to make sure that I'm currently grounded in my current reality. So if I'm feeling super anxious, not sure what to connect with, have a thousand thoughts in my head, I'm not going to sit down and manifest because I'm going to just attract chaos because my mind and my body feel chaotic. So I have to make sure that I'm in a grounding place. I have clarity and I'm not like feeling scarce or low and then I'll sit down and it's time to manifest. So I think step one is making sure you're in a grounded place before you welcome more because welcoming more to chaos is just going to be more chaos. So that's probably one of those things. Do you ever listen to manifestation frequencies? I used to listen to them, but to be fair, what will happen to me a lot is I'll cut out all noise and cut out everything because I know that those frequencies, there's no spoken words in them. But for me, I just want to make sure I'm going at the tune of my own soul and not needing something else external of me to help me make a decision or help me bring something into my life because then that makes me rely on something else. So to be fair, a lot of the times I'm manifesting, it's in pure silence. What about you? Do you listen to those sounds? And if you do, why? So for me, it actually helps match my energy to that frequency. So sometimes if, honestly, I I don't know if you believe in human design, but I'm a non-specific manifester. So there's also that I think could be helpful if you guys look up your human design, like it gives you kind of tips on how you can manifest easier. But what I do is I just 
write down what I'm feeling rather than specific things because that almost feels overwhelming for me depending on what I'm manifesting in so recently I'm big on home environment and changes in that I'll listen to a manifestation frequency of like 444 of mm-hmm. home and then it makes me just easily match my energy to that frequency I think in silence I can still do it but I just I don't know I feel like it's an experience when I have candles going the frequencies playing um so i personally like it that's fair and like for those of you that don't know this it's a really good mindfulness practice as well to make you feel present is to have each of your senses tapped into you can play a playlist you can light a candle you can have certain lighting in the room so you can like see hear taste touch everything have all of your senses stimulated to bring you to the present moment so i totally get that that makes sense you said you're a non-specific manifester yeah yeah that makes sense i have to look at more into my human design because i realized when i did it i actually put the wrong time that i was born this whole time i've been like telling myself one time and it's was completely off but i need to look back into it but i'm very specific with how i manifest not in sense of a location if like say i'm say i'm wanting to manifest a home i'm not specific to the location but i'm very specific about the details that are in that home so right now i'm trying to manifest my own apartment. And I've seen this vision of what this place looks like for three years. And I keep getting unhappy and having to move all the time because I, I know that deep desire is like, hi, this is what we want. Why are you still moving into a place that don't look like that? And so I'm very specific with all think of what does the, the floor look like? What is it made out of? Are they wood floors? Are they carpet or are they whatever? And then I'll think about the kitchen. I'm like, okay, it's all white. The cabinets are a light wood as well. So much natural light pouring in. The ceilings are super tall. I have this art on the wall. Like I'll, I have to be specific in those type of ways, but I'm also open to the law of substitution. And for those of you that don't know what that is, the law of substitution, say for instance, you're looking for a love of your life and you think it's this specific person that you already know. I want to attract him into my life. He has all these features. Like I miss him. I want to be with this person, like someone that you specifically know. But then when you finish that sentence, you have to say, I'm also open to the law of substitution if something is better or equal. And you have to finish your sentences mm-hmm. with like, things like that. Because we can manifest literally anything. You don't want to get it and then be like, oh shit, this isn't actually good for me. So also finishing the yeah. sentence with, I want this, but I'm open to the law of substitution. Mm-hmm. I'm interested now for you to put your birthday. I feel like you're such a manifesting generator because you just can get shit done. Like you just That's what it said on the time I put, to be fair. But yeah. like, I not to toot my own horn, but fucking toot too, because I'm the queen of manifestation. <laughs> literally, whatever I want, honestly... The fact that I am not the CEO of Pinterest is very disappointing because <laughs> I am on there steady and anything I put on my Pinterest board comes my way. But sometimes I get shit and I'm like, oh, I was not ready for this. There's a couple things I can think about right now. And I'm like, I, I wanted it, but did I need it yet? Maybe not. I should have been more specific about when I'm ready. Finish the sentence with, I want this when I'm ready. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, before, before we get mm-hmm. into anything else, I want to talk about how... You are literally like a sound bowl healer. <laughs> when, I, when I went to Florida, Abby really like just shocked me. So she was like, all right, we're going to do a meditation. There was me and our two friends. And she gets us little eye masks. Like I'm in blankets. I'm in a heater. And you got her neck <laughs> pillow. <laughs> a neck pillow, like a full on $300 class for free. Done <laughs> and it was like an hour long meditation with sound bowls and we did a lot of let Sense. it go but yeah i just wanted to play that yeah Sense, yeah, so yeah like the whole it's experience a, it's funny because all behind the scenes of this and like the last honestly two years i've had this concept for a brand that i want to launch 
that is all about mindfulness and through the power of scent and a couple other things just to give a little sneak peek. So I hadn't lit the candles that were from the experiences I've been building ever. And I don't know why I haven't, but I've had them sat on my table for ages. And this felt like a perfect moment because it was three people that are close to me and all of you are seeking something more. The common nature of the three of you is that you guys are all feeling a little bit stuck and you could tell the stuckness, so to speak, is from holding on to limiting beliefs from your past. So I walked them through this full journey through certain songs because I'm such an ambiance setter. I love lighting. You will always see me with an aura lamp. Once the sun goes down, my aura lamp is on. There's different colors on my ceiling. And I picked certain scents to have for you guys. And I picked scents that brought out certain emotions specifically. But I love the songs. I loved like those certain songs I had for you. And it was on a whim. And I'm like guessing like, Hopefully this one feels good. But I had all of the vibes going, candles going, and I spoke out this guided meditation for all of you. And it was cool because as I was doing it, I was genuinely getting chills because I could see each of you get like a smirk on your face or have a tear come down because I was bringing your inner child back. I was helping you connect to your present, but at the same time, getting you excited to meet your future self. So it was like this whole journey of releasing and welcoming at the same time. And I just got so fulfilled that day from doing that with you guys. I was like, ah, for sure, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm supposed to help people deeply connect with themselves. So that was fun. And the sound bowl, because the power of sound, speaking of like how we mentioned frequencies earlier and how the frequency matters, um, which we'll dive into a little bit more. Sound bowls really help lift your frequencies. If you're feeling down and out and you see a sound bowl class local to you, Go attend it because it will help your energy get nice and streamlined. Highly recommend. But that show was fun. <laughs> no, it was so for sure an experience. <laughs> I had so much I fun loved being it. part of it. Yeah, I yeah, was like, I'm ready for another one. Yeah, I was like, this is, I, it's actually funny you just said that because earlier I was thinking, like, I have no one to do a sample meditation on and I want to. And I was like, how can I start doing this lately? And I was like, brainstorming ways that I can, or like people I can call locally and be like, do you want a sample meditation with me? so funny it's no guys i would i would pay 300 dollars for that class like i wasn't even kidding when it ended i was like that was worth 300 but <laughs> let's not forget to mention i did this with them the night before and she gave me a hundred dollar rating and then the next day she was like i would have paid 80 so basically it was a groupon and then the next one was like a luxury retreat experience <laughs> yes. so we improved no. but a little bit ago we mentioned frequency and it'll be good to go and look this up. We should actually share a graphic of it on our feed, honestly, on Instagram. But there are certain frequencies to certain feelings that match. So gratitude is obviously a high frequency, joy, passion, excitement. Like those are obviously high frequency things. And then low frequency things and the lowest being jealousy, grief, envy, disappointment, shame, shame guilt, all of those things. There's a bunch of, there's 20 different ones you can look at. So when you're thinking of manifesting, you want to ask yourself what current feeling you're having, because that tells you what frequency you're on. Um, and you'll know how quickly you'll attract something or what quality of thing you'll attract based on your feeling. So although it's a lot of creation in the mind, a lot of imagination when you're manifesting and thinking of what you want, it really does depend on your frequency and the feeling that you're having in that moment. So just, again, what we said earlier, like check your energy. Make sure you're in a good place of clarity. You have grounding. You're already feeling grateful for the things that you already have. So anything that else comes is in addition, right? Versus a need. Yeah. And I want to talk about, for me, for the longest time, 
I was believing that I wasn't good at manifesting because it wouldn't come in right away. I feel like on social media and things like that, people are like, yeah, I wanted that and I got it. Like it just happened super quick. But I feel like that's bullshit. One thing I, yeah, like <laughs> that can't be true. Yeah, it never <laughs> happened for me. I feel like it genuinely takes six months. Like probably six months. Yeah. So for me, one thing that I manifested really quickly and it was kind of crazy, it was down to a T and it came totally unexpectedly. So I got laid off from my last job in last August, so over a year ago. And I don't know about you guys, but the interview process is stressful, especially when I was unemployed. I mm. got to a point where I was like, okay, I need something. Like it was two months in and living on unemployment was not cutting it anymore. So I manifested a job. I kept telling myself I want a remote job because I was moving down the shore and like to go into New York City multiple times a week. I just know I would not like my life. So I was like, it has an office in New York, maybe in LA because I know I wanted to move to California. And it's in an industry that I really enjoy because my last job I was working in fintech, I knew I wasn't going to go long-term in that role and that the salary was more than I was making at my last job. So I kept thinking about it. I would write it down, whatever. I would just really believe that I was going to get that. And I felt that, but then there was a lot of people coming from the outside saying, Nicole, you're being too picky. You're being too like shooting for the stars. And I'm like, I'm really not. But then with the interview process, I kept getting rejected. So like my confidence was going down. I was like, all right, maybe I am being too picky, but I just kept going with it. And I was just like, that's what I want. And I actually rejected jobs that weren't cutting it for me. And then I literally ended up, a recruiter reached out to me for an advertising role. It's fully remote. They have an office in New York City. And I love my coworkers, my boss, like there's nothing I could complain about, honestly. And it was exactly what I was asking for. And I kept true to myself of, you know what, that's what I want. Cause I knew that I want a job for a long time. I'm not going to just throw myself at a job or in an industry that I don't really like or whatever, just because I was desperate. And it just made me look back at the people that were like, you're being too picky and you're highballing yourself. I knew what I was doing <laughs> and I literally manifested exactly what I wanted. What you made me think of just now, which I feel like is a really good piece of information is don't let other people's fears be the deciding factor of your potential. And what I mean by that is be careful when you're making a very big decision, like a job, moving, living, getting a car, any of those things be influenced by other people's fears and by their scarcity mindset, because people tend not everybody, but people do tend to give you advice based on their limited experiences that they've had. So if you are looking for ad advice on a big decision like that, because you need someone to just vent it out to, go and pick somebody who's in a walk of life that you wish to have versus asking someone for advice that has lesser than our life you don't wish to walk um, because they will usually portray their fears on you because you're just making them realize like a life that could be had and they're like, that's not possible. So just be careful when you're going through those big decisions, who you discuss your changes with and ask yourself if your decisions that you're making are being overly influenced by other people or if it's what you really want. That's so true. And funny you say that because the people that were having those, you're shooting for the stars, you're not going to get that. Like you should take that job where I knew that it wasn't aligned with me. I would not want to be living their life. And mm -hmm. then the people that are successful in the job sense, they were like, 
you got it, keep applying and it will come like just more of an inspiring, positive outlook on it. So yeah, very true. It's it's true. Who you tell things to, too. Like, I don't even, first of all, I'm really don't ask for people's opinions in general anymore, unless it's like, I really want a second outlook or a second opinion. Um, But people would just project their insecurities and fears of me just talking about my job hunt when I wasn't even asking for their opinions. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sometimes not even telling people (laughs) what you're going through also is honestly like that saying move in silence is a great one. And also with your manifestations, move in silence. You don't need to share them with everybody unless you're the type of person that you like to tell people about it because it gives you that spark to go and get it and prove something and like that that inspires you then do so but for the most part don't let people place doubts in your head or plant those what is it called planting the seed of doubt don't allow them to plant Mm -hmm. those seeds because they will grow and they will continue to water them so just be careful that's all and be mindful be really really mindful of who you share things with and that's back to what i said earlier with the unwell is People try to coerce me lately and try to manipulate my outcomes of where I end up. And it's big decisions for me that I'm making right now. So I've just been very walls up having to sit with myself and being like, is this what I want? Is this what they want? Making sure that it's something I actually want with myself. And when I say that, it goes back to things we mentioned before is, is your body saying yes, like a hell yes. Does your intuition, your gut, that gut feeling say, yes, I want this. Or do you have doubts? Like, I don't even know if I want that for me. I think that's what they want. Like really, really ask yourself, is it for you or is it for other people? And please, if you're a people pleaser, don't make any big decisions right now until you are out of that phase because it's a scary place to be. Yeah, I feel like you especially, but also me are going through major life changes and it's so easy to hear other people because there's obviously some type of fear when you're going into the unknown, right? And it's very easy for people to persuade you to think, oh, like maybe that isn't a good idea. It's almost like don't tell people that aren't, again, living the walk of life that you want to live your business because it's very easy for the negative thoughts to persuade you not to do something that you actually want to do. And that's what is really important, just tapping into your intuition, which I've been practicing. I know you do all the Mm -hmm. time Um, and just leaning into that and trust your gut. Absolutely. And the way that you can build up your connection with your intuition is we talk about it all the time, but meditation and journaling and literally asking your body is how do we feel about this? Like laying still, I mean, like hand on the heart, another hand on the belly, be like, how do we feel about this? Is this a good move? Is this a bad move? And just sit there and make sure you're not being impulsive. And back to what we said earlier about checking your energy if you're feeling super anxious and all over the place, don't make a decision. Like you don't have to, like just wait a little bit, give yourself you know, a couple hours, let that emotion metabolize and then make a decision when you have a little bit more clarity. And also one thing I love to do before making any big decisions or planting the seed of what I wanna manifest is silent walks, no music, no stimulation, no phone, no nothing. And just walking by myself and giving myself 30 minutes of getting that stagnant energy out of me as I move my body while just literally on a regular walk and allowing answers to come to me. Or even I probably look like a crazy person walking around in Miami, but I will literally talk out loud to myself like, what the fuck? I'm feeling really low right now. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? And 
that actually helps you connect with your intuition because answers will start to come up. That's why journaling has really been so influential for me too. And it, when I know things are for me, they keep coming up. It's like, I can't shake them. Like, even if I try to push them off, they keep coming up. And then the best way to explain it is I have a FOMO feeling that I'm not doing it yet, kind of. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. But I'm not necessarily ready to step into it. It's like, that is a deep, deep desire. That's what I said earlier about that Mm -hmm. apartment. Like, I have this deep, deep desire to get it, but I keep taking on things and accepting things that don't align with that, like apartments or like locations or whatever that I know aren't this clear vision I have for myself. So I get this feeling of FOMO of being like, I'm not living that. And then I start to get annoyed and irritable and like irritated with myself that I don't have it yet. The only reason I don't have it is I'm not taking the steps to get there, which also Mm -hmm. leads me into how to prepare for the things that you've asked for. And that's something that I'm really big on. I've probably said it in every single episode and it might as well be tattooed on my forehead is you don't get what you deserve. You get what you prepare for. And I'm not an asshole. I believe everybody deserves everything that they've ever dreamed of, but I don't believe you're going to get it unless you prepare for it. So that preparation, a lot of times isn't physical. A lot of times it's mental. So if you're sitting here being like, let's say money, because a lot of people want money because money helps you do a lot of things. I want a million dollars. Like I'm welcoming a million dollars into my lap. If you have a scarcity mindset and you don't even know how to handle the thousand dollars you have in your account, that million dollars is never going to come. Or if you constantly check your bank account, scared that it's like super low and always panicky and opening your bank account makes you anxious. What makes you think a million dollars is coming your way? You're on a low frequency of anxiety and shame and guilt about your account. Like it's not going to be able to welcome. So really work on those limiting beliefs that you have about what you deserve and really take inventory of what your limiting beliefs are. Mine is, I do still have a scarcity mindset. It's been washing away over the last few weeks as I've been working through it with an advisor. But I know that like now true wealth can come my way because I'm actually making space for it mentally. And I feel good when I think about money, like money starting to not feel like a curse word when I say it out loud. So check Mm -hmm. your limiting beliefs. And a lot of people have limiting beliefs about love or about what they deserve to live in or the job they deserve to have. You can't be attracting those things unless you're clearing out the bad shit that you feel about it. I definitely had limiting beliefs on love. And even in six months, I totally have transformed and making space for what I actually want. Mm -hmm. And I'm still very much single, (laughs) but (laughs) it's definitely needed. And I could see how much I've grown in six months. And I'm just like really surprising myself and proud of myself how far I've come. But yeah, I'm calling in that new lover. What have you been doing? What's one key thing that you feel like has been working? Healing my relationship with self was the one thing that I felt like I needed to do and I have been doing it. And I think especially, honestly, with anything, with money, with love and romantic love, it all stems from your relationship with self and rebuilding that. And I think I had such a horrible relationship with self for the past four years when I just kept stuffing things down and coping unhealthily and escaping through people, things, whatever, that that has been my main focus. And I can already see just my energy attracting different types of people and more exciting opportunities and things like that. But I would say journaling, meditating, a lot of time alone. That was my last episode of 
dealing with loneliness because it is lonely and you kind of mm-hmm. outgrow people, you lose people, but you're also calling new people in that align with your new energy. Right. But yeah, that's what I I've been doing. Back to what we said earlier, you are what you attract. And it goes to say everyone's a mirror, right? So this new part- partner that you're calling in, they can only love you as deep as you love yourself. So you have to ask yourself like, where do I need to give myself more love? And I love playing, we're not really strangers. I have the self-love edition. We played it the other day where we each asked ourselves questions, got vulnerable about self-love. Um, and one of them is a question is like, how do you want to be loved by someone? And then it's a two-part question. It's like, do you even love yourself that way? And I think that's a really good thing to ask yourself is like, am I even giving myself that love that I need? Because they can only love you as much as you love yourself. And when you have a good relationship with self, your limiting beliefs around love just diminish, honestly, Mm -hmm. because you won't accept, like, yes, you attract what you are, which I totally agree with, but I think it's also, I set boundaries with people that I might be attracting that don't align with me. So like, to give you an example, if I'm going on multiple dates and I'm Mm -hmm. attracting people that are showing me red flags, now I would see that. But old me with limiting beliefs, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Like, I just want to be loved. You know what I mean? So you might still be attracting and the universe likes to test you with similar people to see how you'll um, deal with them. So Mm -hmm. I think also just getting clear on what you want and healing those limiting beliefs, like you said, is really important. And you'll set boundaries with people that don't align with that. And you won't waste your energy on people like that. That will just suck from you. And a lot of times we date in patterns. So you have to try to break that pattern and you do so by setting those boundaries. So if you're used to attracting someone who is super insecure and like really like loud and has anger issues and you look back and your last three boyfriends look like that, it's like, how do I break that pattern right off the bat? If someone shows me a little bit of that aggression, I'm going to address it. I'm going to set a boundary or I'm going to just leave. Right. So it's like, not repeating the same pattern over and over again. And I can say now that I'm in a healthier relationship in comparison to my last ones, I also don't get anxious now because I'm really secure in self and I love myself so much that if we have a tiff in in past relationship, I would run like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Even though they hurt me, I'd be apologizing on their behalf because I just didn't like the distance and I just wanted to fix things right away. And now if there's a tiff, I'm actually taking an avid amount of time I need to process things, even if it's 72 hours and I'm still communicating along the way, but I'm I'm not sitting there having a panic attack and anxious and uh, trying to chase to fix it right away. I'm like, how do I really feel? I want to process this and I want to make sure that anything I say to reconnect the relationship is something I actually truly feel and believe and intuitively connect with versus just trying to quickly slap a Band-Aid on because I can't handle discomfort. So I think that's a lot of it is like when you truly love yourself, you're able to sit through the discomfort a lot more and uh, really know that what you want for yourself. It's so interesting when you look back at relationship patterns. Mine was definitely stemming from self-abandonment. And that's why when my partner would constantly abandon me, I stayed and I was Mm -hmm. also self-abandoning. And it's like a lot of, I mean, everyone has limiting beliefs at some level at some point in their lives. And just to work through those, you'll realize the relationships that are mirroring back to you are going to literally level up. Like as you level up and let go of that old self and limiting beliefs and heal those wounded parts of you, your relationships are going to be that 
much better. And it's really beautiful to see live for me, like even friendships and things like that and how far I've come from even a year ago. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. One of the things that comes up with what you were just saying brings up a common question to me. When you look at a relationship, like whenever people see a shitty relationship that they're friends in, oh, she won't leave. She's just too comfortable, whatever. I don't believe that to be true, that they're comfortable. I think what happens is people really confuse being familiar with something for being comfortable and they stay and it's actually extremely uncomfortable that they're staying, but they're just staying because it's familiar. So if you're catching yourself in a relationship right now that isn't serving you, I want you to ask yourself, am I staying because it's what's familiar to me and I'm scared of the unknown? And if it's yes, I'm scared of the unknown, please continue to listen to our episodes and we'll give you some confidence to get the fuck out of there because you deserve better. I was asked this question, possibly by you. I don't really remember. <laughs> it was like, if you were, yeah, if you were in a relationship right now, right? And your dream guy comes in, he looks like a god, he's treating you right, and like, he has all of what you're looking for, would you leave your current relationship? Ooh, and if you're like genuinely thinking that, about it, heavy. Yeah, if you're genuinely thinking about it, I think you probably aren't fulfilled and you're just saying because Wait, limiting beliefs. But that's fucked up. That's a good question. I didn't ask you that. Whoever did. <laughs> Impressive. That's a I good one. If your dream yeah. if you're currently in a relationship and your dream partner walked up and had all of the attributes, everything you ever wanted and more, will treat you exactly how you want to be treated, would you leave? I bet you everyone would say, fuck yeah, I would. That's crazy. That's well, actually hopefully your current partner has most of the qualities. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously no one's perfect, but it is something to think about. Like if you're like, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would. You're probably not in the like, right relationship. No, like right when I think back on the toxic relationships I was in, like I was completely in love with their potential, not the reality yeah. whatsoever. I, I had a fairy tale version of them that was like knight in shining armor version. And that's who I was in love with. And then I'd look at him and be like, who is this bootleg version of my dream man? Like, how'd I get here? Like, this is like the, the 99 cent store version of the Louis Vuitton one I want. This is some bullshit. I don't like it. It's a husband <laughs> dupe. Like it. Yeah, no, literally. He was a dupe of my fucking fantasy. Such bullshit. <laughs> Such bullshit. That's, funny. that's funny. He was a dupe. But yeah, I think to wrap this back into manifestation, ladies, is get clear on your what you want and make sure that your energy is in a good place when you're asking for it and a good perspective to have is that we said a second ago nothing comes quickly allow yourself time six months a year for things to come into your life you have to make space generally it's mentally clear things that you know you're avoiding get through those because you'll build self-respect and you'll put yourself in a higher vibration by doing so higher frequency be able to attract more but look at manifesting as you're placing an order with the universe it's just got mad slow shipping you know so just be patient and lean into patience when you're feeling anxiety that's a really good thing to do as well mm -hmm. i sent you a video the other day i think i sent it to you and it's something like the opposite of anxiety isn't calm it's mm -hmm. desire it was it desire what was it no it was trust Ah, is trust. Yeah. The opposite of anxiety is not calm. It is trust. So trusting the process, trusting your patience, trusting the universe, 
trusting your desires, trusting yourself, like the opposite of anxiety is trust. So whenever you're feeling anxious, you need to sit with yourself hand on heart. And I trust me and affirm that on a daily basis as many times as you can a day, 10,000 if you have to, two if that's good for you, but really affirm that you trust yourself. I know it's so oversaid on social media now, but being Delulu, like I think there's being Delulu and not doing anything to back it up. Like, yes, that's not really going to work at all, but there is a lot of substance, at least for me. And just like it literally working with being delusional. delusional. And then, Mm -hmm. because that's actually what I want. So yes, I'm not near that right now. And that's delusional. But I think people automatically kind of like hate on that. It's like being delulu doesn't work, but it does because you're matching that energy of someone that already has that. Yeah, it does. And it's, I think it's not even being delulu for lack of a better term. It's being hopeful. And as human beings, the only reason we stay alive is because of hope. You hope Mm -hmm. that you're going to be waking up tomorrow. You, like you said before, the other day, you said, I hope that my food is going to taste good. I hope that this drink I make is going to taste good. Like everything we do is based on hope. So Mm -hmm. delusion is having hope and it's true hope that you believe in. Like you hope that your partner is going to treat you well. You hope that this podcast episode is going to be good. Like hope is how we stay alive. If we didn't have hope, we would die genuinely. So I think that being delusional is actually being hopeful and it's such a strong thing and it's empowering to be and like rally the troops. Let's be delusional. I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's be delusional. No, no. Me. Whenever I'm excited, I do this like fist spin and I'm like, am I well? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. It's funny. I'm all about being delusional lately. You have to, hopeful. but hopeful. But you also, like you said a little bit ago, you have to back that up with effort. And how you back that up is the mental space by what you're avoiding, really asking yourself where you have fears, where you have limiting beliefs, because the delusion of the fantasy of the life you have cannot happen if you cannot match the energy of it with what you believe is due to you, what you believe you can welcome. So like they've been saying to us since we were in fucking kindergarten, you believe it you can achieve it it's true like if you believe it to be yours it will be but you got to work on the limiting beliefs you have because more than likely you don't believe you're deserving of it otherwise you'd likely have it or it would be on its way yeah i want to talk about some exercises that we do for manifestation bro it's the three coffees they're getting to me holy crap okay <laughs> that we do for manifestation so we could leave you with good quality exercise that worked for us. And for me, and then Abby, I'd love to hear yours after this, but the one that really works for me and really allows me to step into her, meaning my highest self and feeling that is I literally write a page or two of how she shows up, what habits she does, and it could be as specific or non-specific as I want. I think it's very easy to overthink. Am I doing this right? It, there, it's not about doing it right. It's about literally getting into that energy and feeling that. And almost what helps me is I meditate after and visualize what my environment looks like. How do I look? How am I dressing? How am I talking? How am I showing up? And for me, like my highest self, to give you an example, I'm super playful. I'm super fun. I'm, I feel fulfilled. I feel excited to wake up and take on the day because I like what I'm doing. 
and things like that, that is probably the one I do the most often. And I also think consistency and re-envisioning, I know that's the whole point of a vision board is so important for manifestation because I can easily think one day, oh, I want all this stuff. I'm going to do that. I'm going to step into her. But then like tomorrow I, I feel like shit and I'm totally letting it all go out the window, but just to really come back almost daily or at least weekly to what you want, what are those goals? That way you are actively doing those habits to step into her. But I'd love to hear Abby, since you're the manifestation queen over there of Pinterest boards, <laughs> what you do. <laughs> so obviously I make Pinterest boards. Um, I start with making obviously a visual because I'm a very visual person. I make vision boards of mishmashes of things that I want to attract into my life that I feel resonate with me or give me butterflies when I look at them and I imagine myself having them. That's my visual, but I'll do what you just said of writing it out. And I'll just literally fill a page writing a story. Like I'm so excited to be alive. I go to work to my dream job. I wake up and I have all my wellness like routine. I have a nice coffee. I kiss the partner that I love. I see my animals. I sit in the sun for a little bit. Like I write out like a whole story of whatever resonates when I'm trying to manifest that. But before that, I'll even listen to like a really feel good song or have an exercise or like move my body to get any static energy released. And then I'll actually do that exercise. Um, and then what you said afterwards is like, I'll take a summary of the whole thing that I wrote out and I'll make it into like a one sentence to two sentence affirmation that I can repeat on a daily to weekly basis. So all the things I just listed out to you about like my, my day, I'll be like, I live a fulfilled life that is loving, divine and feels good and feels peaceful. And then I'll reaffirm that with myself and remind myself, or I'll go reread the long version every once in a while just to brush up on it. But it's similar to what you said. Um, but those are like my biggest manifestation things. But on top of it, like keeping it alive externally, like talking to like someone like you, because you're a good friend that I trust and you're reliable and you allow me to be vulnerable. And you also don't manipulate any outcomes for me in life. Like you're just do you boo kind of friend. And I'll say to you, like, uh -huh. things I'm working Thanks. towards. <laughs> I'll, I'll reiterate things I'm working towards because there's this, like, sense of accountability that you and I offer each other. Um, and I think that's also good to, like, have one person in your life that keeps you accountable. Be like, don't forget, you wanted this. So that job opportunity you just got, although it's going to make you money, don't forget that you're wanting to work towards this. Like, this is your life goal. So don't let money distract you or don't let this enticing thing distract you. So I think having someone to keep you accountable is really great too. Yeah. And I think to find those people, like we obviously feed off of each other's energy and have this mm -hmm. positive connection. But I think finding that person that is inspiring to you and almost like embodies qualities that you also either want or have that are going to get you to that next level. Because at, at one point I didn't have someone where I could, kind of go back and forth that was really positive for me to talk to, to move in the right direction. And that's totally normal. I think, especially when you're going through like the letting go of your past self and limiting beliefs and really finding your new circle and people that want to up level and want to, I don't know if that's the right term, but just want to continue yeah. to grow. Um, it's okay if you don't have that person. And that's when you probably just shouldn't talk to anyone about it to be yeah. honest, but when you find people that want to grow, want to become better versions of themselves, 
that is definitely helpful to kind of go back and forth, spit out ideas. Abby and I did a vision board night, which was really exciting. Pinterest boards, stuff like that. And that I would say is a good, comfortable group setting to say your manifestations out loud. And I also wanted to say that what you were saying reminded me of um, to normalize when you are writing this down, it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get that. Cause I think a lot in the beginning, a lot of things that I have now, oh my God, if you asked me six months ago with what my life would look like right now, I wouldn't have believed you. So it's okay to be a little bit almost uneasy and not totally believe it. But the and more hesitant. you write it down, the more you step into it. Yeah. yeah. Like you will like, come into that. You will zone. have hesitation. You will. Because I, I remember writing down something like last, oh, wow, this is weird. I remember actually, this is really weird. I remember writing down last year like a certain amount of money I wanted to make. I was like, I'm going to be making this. Everything's going to be cool. And I was like, ow, that feels so impossible. That makes me nauseous to think about. Like, there's no way that anyone's going to give me that money. Didn't go to college. Like, started telling myself this narrative. But at the same time, I was like, fuck it. I'm putting it down, but so somehow I'll figure it out. Um, that number feels like a, the right number I should be writing down because anything less than that ain't going to pay for the things I want. So I remember just feeling nauseous thinking about it. And now that's what I've been getting paid. And now I'm like, ew, I should be getting double this. <laughs> so it's funny. So like, so it's like, you'll eventually step into that. Um, so yeah, the hesitation will be there, but it's also being aware of that hesitation and then working through that hesitation actively. Yeah, I think that's the trickiest thing in manifestation, why it won't work, because people are so close-minded to just keeping consistent with it because it feels uncomfortable and it feels like, oh my God, that would never happen. But the more you step into that energy and the more you just kind of gracefully go with uncomfortableness, mm -hmm. you're going to step into that. And that's two prime examples for you right there. Yeah. So to give you guys a visual is you are this sparkly, beautiful red magnet and then there, everything you've ever wanted is this sparkly other beautiful magnet. And then there's a brick wall in the middle and the brick wall in the middle is your limiting beliefs and the things you're avoiding facing. So if you want those things to actually come together, take down the brick wall, brick by brick, day by day. But to close this episode out, because we have been on a full-blown rant today about all things good, obviously. Um, Nicole, can you end us on an amazing prompt to leave them in a good space? Yes, not a prompt, but I have two things on confidence for manifestation. So the qualities I have for self-confidence are, and then you're going to list positive attributes about yourself, not afraid of a challenge, a learner, whatever. And then number two is I can improve my confidence today by X, Y, Z. That's good. I think having a list definitely helps. So asking yourself those questions will be really useful. But guys, seriously, thank you so much for joining us. You don't understand. We're like little kids when we see our downloads going up on each episode. It generally makes us happy because all we want in life is to help people be who they're supposed to be, reach their highest potential, honor all the parts of them, and just like live in peace. So Thank you for joining us. We hope that we're going to be a big piece of your journey of healing and also feeling unwell and sharing it with sarcasm with us. So seriously, thank you. Like we couldn't be more grateful if we tried to be. But anyways, we do have our anonymous situation submission on our website, wellnessmembersclub.com. You can go hit the button in the navigation, go leave an anonymous situation submission there. You can talk about fucking anything. 
you want to share a story about your mans, you want to tell us about something you're trying to manifest or you want some advice, leave it there. We'll get back to you on our socials. Same name, Wellness Members Club on Instagram and TikTok. But guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. We will see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.